everybody, this is the Box Office Bomb Squad, where we'll break down some of the biggest bombs that ever hit theaters, and today's bomb is Black Adam. Tell them the men in black sent you. Well, well yes, but, but not to me. Say it to the bad guys. But before you zap them. Catchphrase, then kill. Yes. Oh, Black Adam. Such a Terminator 2 moment. Yeah. Well, I love you stuff. We'll, we'll definitely get into what this movie is ripping off and how unoriginal some of it is. But uh, $260 million budget, pretty big budget. It actually made $393 million, which in most cases would be considered a, a, a decent success. It didn't make double its budget, but it made enough where you would consider the success. The problem is 14 years of setting on this of setting on the rock of advertising it slowly. That's how long they had this movie in pre-production 14 years. They stated, this is WB stated that if this movie doesn't make more than $400 million, it is a loss. That's how much they're they have invested in it, which isn't good. And this movie made 393 million. So it did not hit the minimum mark. They really thought it was going to. They really had faith that it was going to. It did not. Now, that saying saying that it didn't lose anybody in its first week. Uh, Ticket to Paradise came in second that week and Smile in third. Uh, and that was in its third week. And so, like, all the movies that came out were doing – they're moving, like, moving down a tier every week. They're doing fine. Um, this dropped a second and a third week, losing to the of all things, One Piece Red, an animated film that is based on the anime One Piece. That uh, really went. The the funny thing about those is they make so much money because people don't realize how many people go and see them, but they don't really advertise or anything. Granted, this movie like put they advertised that of all places like Hardee's, Carl's Jr., which is very weird. Uh, so it dropped a second in that, and only had it only gained four million. And then Black Panther was released the next week, and it dropped to only two million dollars after that, and it never went back up. Uh, Black Panther dominated for a few more weeks. Oh yeah, this is The Rock's biggest opening at sixty-seven million dollars on his opening, which is a fine opening. This movie just dropped so quickly. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw was the second biggest opening at sixty million, just to kind of get an idea. So, like, the drop-off of this film was massive. And that's where the money got lost. Because it, it had a great opening weekend. People really thought, oh, yeah, this is going to do it. It, it No, it, it was a stark drop. No rewatches? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, we'll, we'll, you know what? Let's talk about it. You know how many fucking bugs they put <laughs> so many probes in so many holes. That reminds me of a big poop. Had to be an ass joke. Oh my god, let's talk about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. no repeats. Uh, overseas didn't do all that great. Uh, I mean, that's a movie like, for instance, uh, Deadpool. I mean, you figure a good chunk of its money that it made was from repeat watchers. Of course, people are going to oh, yeah. go see it the first time, but I, God, I must have saw the movie in the theaters for like four times. 
Well, superhero movies generally do have a lot of repeat or anything big budget sci-fi has repeat. Um, the problem with this movie is there's nothing new to go see. Like sometimes when you watch these films, you can go back and watch your favorite part of it again. But even rewatching this at home and then rewatching it for this, I found myself not anticipating any certain scene. And on my third watch, realized that I don't know if I've ever been more uh, let down within a movie. Like there are times where I go to see the movie and I'm let down after I leave going, man, that was not what I wanted. But this movie, it does this thing, right? I'm not going to lie when I tell you the first 30 minutes of this is great. When he first comes out and he kills all the mercenaries and then it's the, uh, they play uh, paint it black. Yeah. That and was he's cool. just destroying the military absolutely loved it great scene super fun great display of his powers uh just absolutely i'm like oh well this is what we're getting i'm stoked so then we get another scene a little bit after that after we kind of get a little bit of backstory we he he watches a bit of the good the bad the ugly and then we get a good the bad the ugly moment and they even play the you know the good the bad the ugly song and uh it's funny because, like, the guy is about to reach for his gun, and we know that it's not going to do anything to Black Adam. And there's all the guys in the building and stuff with their rifles pointed at him, and he waits, and he, like, kind of, like, puts his hands down like he's going to draw a gun. And then he just kills them all immediately. Again, it was a really fun moment. I was like, oh, that's a ton of fun. But then... So the problem is my expectations kept climbing because I'm like, oh, they're going to do stuff like this. I'm all for it. And then the rest of the movie is just disappointing. It just never reaches that peak again. Like it peaked too early. And then the last, what would you say, when Savick shows up with the last 20 minutes, it's just a snooze fest. Yeah. And poor, poor Pierce Brosnan. He is doing the Lord's work trying here. Yeah, he was he was really good. I enjoyed his I enjoyed his performance. I like he's Pierce Brosnan so in hard. general though. He, but he's trying so hard to make this movie decent. He is incredibly charming. He's very funny when he needs to be funny. Um even his uh little farewell speech is very well done. But it's like, dude, you're really wasting time in a movie that doesn't deserve it. Because other than him, the rest of the Justice Society, Hawkman, I thought looked cool. I couldn't stand him. He was an idiot. He was a fucking moron. Yeah, one hundred percent. He gets this shit just stomped out of him, and he's like going at it again. Gets the shit stomped at it, going at it again, and then he keeps talking like he's got the upper hand. Well, whenever I get you, well, whenever this happens, well, after I, and I'm like, you can't do shit. Yeah. You've already proven multiple times that you're just going to get fucking swat away like nothing. What, where does this confidence come from? Exactly. He is miserably bad. Whenever you get thrown through a building, sure, you can take it, but one of you is getting up a little bit slower than the other (laughs) one. (laughs) And then... Uh, I kind of I like what they were trying to do with Adam Smasher to get make him the the comedic relief of the team, but like the problem is the actor just isn't naturally that funny. He's just a good looking handsome guy, and his jokes aren't all that funny. 
like his jokes are like, I'm, I'm dumb. I I'm big dumb. And I'm like, Oh, he's big dumb. And that's all we really get out of it. It's like, yeah. Oh, he's going the wrong direction. Oh, he knocked a statue over an accident. He's big dumb. It, it's like one note and we're done. We're done with that joke. And then there's the incredibly boring cyclone who, if you ask me right now, any specific event she did in that movie, I could not fucking answer you. <laughs> not really, except for save the brother. That was the only thing I can remember. Did she save the brother? Yeah, she was operating the machine that took the bullet out after he gets oh, shot. Oh, okay. So she's the computer person. Okay. Yeah, I that's guess, her whole yeah, thing. Guess... She's super duper smart. <laughs> super duper smart. Hawkman yeah. is super duper smart. He built that plane. Yeah. Well, what, what? And he can fly. When she's throwing metal pipes at Black Adam, I go, "What do you think you're doing? What What do you fucking think you're gonna do here?" Surround him with metal pipes. He can walk through a stone wall like nothing. Yeah. He does it 12 times in this film. It's kind of his thing, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will admit the first couple times is pretty funny, especially when it's like, they don't have doors where you come from. He's like, of course they have doors. How do you think we go into places? And I, I just like, that moment was funny, but then it also makes you go, then why are you being a fucking asshole and destroying these people home? Like, he knows that these people aren't well off. Like, why are you destroying their fucking home, you jerk? Right? <laughs> like, he's a fucking jerk. But he's a jerk through the whole movie. He's a jerk in real life, and apparently this movie was, like, a bad problem with it because he can't lose. He never even struggles at all in this film. The most struggle he has is when, as a regular human, he fights off, what, 10 armed guards? Yeah, yeah. After he gets out of the, um, oh, yeah, when he's still you know, the cryo him. sleep, whatever. I mean, yeah, the, he kicks a little ass there. It's just like, I don't know. He's so fucking arrogant. And this movie comes across <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's just so one of the things I, I was not super duper like familiar with the character of black Adam. I knew he existed. I had heard the name, but I knew very little other than that. Um, apparently he has black hair and pointy ears. Yes. Yeah. Well, hmm, okay. the pointy ears thing goes away. Sometimes he doesn't always have pointy ears. Okay. Uh, um, the I hair thing also, it's just like, he's supposed to look like Persian. Cause in the original Kandak is like a Persian country. Or an offshoot of uh, Persia, so he's supposed to look Persian, so they give him like a widow's peak and dark black hair. Uh, I'm okay with him changing the hair in this. Uh, I have had problems for years with The Rock playing Egyptian characters, considering he's not Egyptian whatsoever. But no. I guess his, he is half half black, so I guess Africa and Egypt are in the same continent. So there you go. I guess <laughs> <laughs> it's as close as you can get. <laughs> that's like but like and and like of course you get a lot of people that are like okay well that's that happens but it's like that's the equivalent of a mexican guy playing a canadian and you just like heavily mexican man playing a canadian man and then saying oh yeah i'm canadian and you you have to go well same continent so it's okay it, it doesn't it doesn't work and uh, i will say this i i did notice a theme uh, let me pull it up here. 
what is with the movies set in Egypt yeah. with no Egyptian actors in it <laughs> that fail? I mean, we've been over this. Bring back the cast of 1999's The Mummy. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. So, The <laughs> Mummy, uh, Gods of Egypt, that's another one. It's another one on the list. At this point, I don't know if you can make a movie about Egypt and it not suck uh, after 1999. Yeah. The bar was <laughs> <'Cause> set. They, <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was the end of it. But, uh, yeah, man, I... Let's keep going through the cast of characters because I'm saving the best characters for last. So we've already established that the rock is annoying. Okay. We established yeah, that yeah, Hawkeye's yeah. an idiot. We established that Cyclone is boring. We established that uh, Adam Smasher is one note. Uh, the the mom, the female lead, the scientist, boring. They gave her nothing. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that actress is a fine actress, but like – she put nothing into, oh, my child might die. She is just so indifferent. It, right. It's just. It, it's, a, it's a strange, uh, like, approach that she's, she's taking to that. She's got a weird disconnect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, if she was raised in a militant country that was, you know, invaded and taken over and all this, I but guess she's maybe. she's so passionate about the yeah, other stuff. You would think that it would carry <laughs> over. Yeah. It's, it's super, super strange. I'm, and let's let's talk about the kid for a second. I am going to play with kid gloves here. As an adult, this kid was so fucking annoying. Yeah, a little so bit. So annoying. A little bit. Oh well, yeah, uh, yeah. Your name, you know, uh, he's just non fucking stop. Won't shut the fuck up. And I'm like, okay. I don't know how Black Adam didn't just swat him through a wall. Yeah. But like, he's he's just annoying and he's a young guy so i'm not gonna judge him on his acting skill like mm -hmm. that speech he gives whenever he's like this is your country oh yeah yeah is is very poorly done you know but i don't know if i blame him or if i just blame shitty dialogue that this kid's gotta read i i feel i lean towards that almost um <laughs> yeah but one thing that i did notice this kid's Kinda on shaky moral ground. In my oh no, opinion. this kid's like, oh, this kid's like, you should murder all the bad guys, right? Because he yeah. picks a fight with the. I mean, the dude's a dick, sure. Oh, He's a guy that has outpost shown guard. that he is ready to kill already. Yeah, and yeah. he picks a fight knowing that he's going to call in a guy who just fucking nuked. An entire pl you know, no, no, platoon of people. Uh, 100% this kid set that man up to fucking die. Yeah, and then hung around to watch it happen. Yeah, oh yeah, the kid's fucked up. <laughs> and, and the entire time he's like, I can fight. I can kill these people with you. I can kill them too, mom. I can kill them as well. Right? I can be a hero. It's like, whoa, bro. It's like, no, man, calm down. And then the, the mom's like, yeah, you don't have to be violent to be a hero. And I was like, Good. He goes, yeah, you're right. I should go incite violence with a crowd. That's what I should do. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I mean, I know they're defending their, their like homeland against like evil zombies, but still the message there not being incorrect is that like violence is the answer to everything. Cause like the whole movie is kind of playing with the idea that Hawkman's like, Hey, violence isn't always the answer. And then the rocks like, no, it is. And then in the movie he goes, yeah, no, it is. Yeah. It is. It's the answer. 
I will say it if was. You would have let them kill what's his name uh, beforehand. He would have never got the crown, and it would never have happened. Like, yeah, violence is the answer. I will say it was and, kind and, of refreshing <laughs> to get a super uh, get a uh, superhero that uh, just outright fucking murders people. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, this is morbid of me, but I'll say it. I wish a, a an innocent person would have died. You know, like yeah. show him, show him to be that reckless that maybe innocents die. Yeah, and then we can actually feel like he's a threat. But at this point, the Justice Society is like, we got to stop you because you're killing murderers. Yeah, you're murdering murderers. And I'm murderers. like, well, I don't, like, excuse me, Amanda Waller. What is your team? What What does Task Force X go and do? Right. I'm sorry. Aren't they a bunch of fucking murderers who go and kill bad people for you? What is she? So, like. By proxy. Yeah, well, yeah. She's the yeah, biggest she's, of well, them all. Not even, not even by proxy in the first Suicide well, Squad, yeah. which. Is somewhat canon. She kills the fucking tech team. Yeah, shoots them all. <laughs> She's yeah, a so bad I mean, guy too. Black and Adam. she, I mean, she kills someone in the second one. She kills uh, Savant, even though you know he disobeyed her order. She blew his head up. Yeah. So like, I I just the morals in this movie are just all over the place and they're wonky as fuck. But whatever. Um, uh, who do we got left to talk about? We got the. Oh, the two last characters, the two best characters, Dr. Fate, who gives us some of the best lines. He looks the best. He gives us some of the cooler action scenes. Pierce Brosnan really just owns that character. Let's talk about arguably the best character in the film. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. That would be uh, uh, the main woman's brother. Let me pull up his name real quick. Uh, Kareem. Uh, he is like at the beginning, he's just the, he's the van driver, but he keeps his sister safe because he's rigged up a like a hidey hole for her where he poses as an electrician, but she hides in some like out, hollowed out old TVs. So cool. Great. That's awesome. Um, he is very protective of the boy. He even tr- tries to like save him from uh, the the bad guy whose name I forget before he is Sabak uh, Ishmael. Yeah, uh, yeah. He saves him from Ishmael. He even takes a bullet for the kid so the kid can escape. So like clearly, this guy is like the hero of it all. He takes the bullet. He ends up surviving. And then while mending, you know, he's got a bullet taken out. He's getting healed up. He still has a wound. He decides to come and save his sister and his nephew again and starts killing zombies with the new added bit that he he can't die here because he dies to electricity. So, you know. And I'm like, that guy's the real hero. <laughs> Yeah. Don't talk about a hero. Talk about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, I like when uh, the kid walks in and he's talking to, um, you know, to, uh, Ish, what was it, Ishmael? Yeah. Ishmael he's is to the Ishmael. guy who comes to Bach. Yeah. He's talking to him and then uh, he's like, oh, we should go check on your mother and let's go do that right now. And um, the kid's like, well, she sent me here to make sure the crown is safe. And he's like, 
Well, yeah, why would she do totally that? The, the, yeah, the crown is nowhere near here. And <laughs> yeah, it's like he's trying so hard, and the kids but just the, the kids a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when the one guy falls, he jumps out of the van to go help him. I grant that he doesn't go in to look because bad knees. Well, <laughs> but yeah. uh, love the character. Did not like being compared to him constantly after the film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, can, I mean, you can see it though, can, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I I yeah. was I was making a conscious effort to not mention that because I figured that I was not the first person to make that. Oh no, <laughs> to no, make yeah, that comparison. If I, if I put my glasses on, it's even worse. <laughs> exactly. But like, it, he... now that being said, you should probably go as him for Halloween one year. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> no one will know who I am. Doesn't matter. Just wear like a tan. Uh, members only warm uh, windbreaker. Yep, Halloween's for you. It's not. It's not for everyone else. Uh, yeah, who are you? Uh, clearly, <laughs> I'm uh, the character whose name I just looked up and already forgot. Kareem <laughs> yeah. from Black Adam. Clearly, and <sighs> yeah, more like Kareem of wheat. Anyway, ah. uh, nice. So like <sighs> the movie. I'll give it credit. In a DC film, this movie did decide to actively try to be funny. And it made the movie more tolerable than something like Batman v Superman, which is just kind of a dredge to get through because it's so negative. Very serious. Yeah. And so I did enjoy that part of it. Uh, I didn't even look at my notes. Let's start from the top and look at my notes here. Sure. Uh, the necklace the doctor wears is the same one that Black Adam's wife is wearing, and she said it was an heirloom, meaning that she's somehow she's related descendant. to of his family. Yeah, it's just weird because there's sort of a love interest situation with the two. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, could, that could be strange, but it it would have been it, it could it had to have been her sister. Yeah. Because so it, I mean, yeah, his whole family they, they, was dead. They, they, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, stuff I already said. I like the brother. Jesus, kid's annoying. First scene of him versus the military is great. Rolling up the windows is a good gag. I did like that gag. Clever gag. Yeah. When he walks, well, he, he doesn't walk anywhere. When he floats by, and they're like, he rolls windows. I I laughed. I laughed at that joke. Uh man. In the comics, his nephew gets the powers to be the champion, and Teth Adam kills his nephew to steal the powers. Really? He isn't given them, yeah. So they, they wanted to give him more of a, uh, a, a more of a, a friendly origin, so then he's not a, a child murderer. Yeah, um, that was probably a smart move. The guy who plays the champion, his son as a grown-up uh-huh. champion character, and I'm really sorry... Ulai Lutakufu is the Uh, actor. He plays the rock in the show, the young rock. I mean, he, yeah, their, their resemblance is pretty uncanny. So it is funny. Like they're like, Hey, we're going to get a guy from young rock and he's going to play your son as an adult. Technically. Yeah. Uh, Waller showing up with the roll call of who's in the film and the exposition was poorly done, but it was done so quick that I appreciated it. Like we don't, we get everything. We get all of our introductions. We get their power sets. We get everything done. Yep. 
Yeah. We don't need to waste any more time on it. And I was like, no explanation. Nate. But then we still got a scene where Cyclone and Adam Smasher are talking to each other about their powers. And I'm like, I get that this is supposed to be like kind of a flirty scene, but like, we don't need this. Like we already get that they're flirting with each other and they do a good job when they do that. They, we don't need them to describe their powers because we've already seen their powers and we already know what they are. Cause we've already had weird exposition dump from Amanda Waller and <laughs> uh, Hawkman who is like Batman in this universe. He's like a billionaire. Apparently. Uh, let's see. Use a fucking door, black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a mention. Okay. Of the helmet of fate being from another planet pissed me off. The Helmet of Fate is not from another planet. Now, I guess they're going to change it and make it from another planet, but the Helmet of Fate is an Atlantean item. Yeah. And Nobu was a wizard who got basically the Lords of Chaos forced him into the helmet to serve as their guardian forever. And he has to find a new body. I just like, uh, all right, here's my rant. I do have a rant. Okay. What do Hawkman, Dr. Fate, and Black Adam all have in common? Uh, I was going to say, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say magic at first, but Hawkman doesn't really have magic until he picks up the helmet. So they all have lore based in ancient Egypt. Or you can say Kondok. But they never fucking touch any of it. Nabu was an Egyptian wizard who was cursed by Atlanteans who got put in that helmet. Nabu has been in Egypt for years. The first wielder of Nabu, the helmet. They don't even call the helmet by its name. The helmet has a name. It's a person. The helmet can talk. They don't do that. The helmet's just a power conduit in this that Hawkman can just hold and use, which also pisses me off because he uses it and then it disappears. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And then on the flip side of it, Hawkman's whole thing is he has been reincarnated for years. Technically, he is an alien who's been reincarnated multiple times, uh, but his first variation on Earth was during ancient Egypt, where he was Qatar Hall. And they could have done something with him. They could have brought in Carter Hall and, and done the whole ancient Egypt thing, have Eldis Hodge show up in flashbacks as a hero that's trying to help back then, like they could have done something with this and connected Black Adam because when they said, "Oh, Hawkman's going to be like the main protagonist of the," or no, sorry, the antagonist really of the uh, Black Adam movie, I go, "Oh, that's brilliant!" Because they would have had shared history. Then they don't do any of that, which pisses me off. And Black Adam, we barely even get any. Like we see a day in the life where he goes, "I'm going to go kill that guy," but he wasn't the champion for one day. He was a champion for a long time. And I just feel like there's so much missed opportunity with these characters, rich backgrounds that we don't get. And it just feels like a fucking waste of all these characters. Oh man. Um, I don't know. I'm just, that annoys me. Uh, I also hate that in this film now. Okay. I will admit that in the comics, there's a variation of Hawkman where the nth metal is actually in his body and he can make it come out until mm-hmm. it become his armor, right? Okay. And that's kind of what they do with in this. Like, his armor can pop out. But, like, when he's falling from the jet, he's wearing, like, a tracksuit. 
And I get that the wings ripped his shirt off and everything, but it, his pants ripped off. But how? Movies. There's nothing to rip his pants off. Yes, <laughs> Shazam. We all go home. Which also tells me that Hawkman runs around and just rip away pants. <laughs> He's got those old, uh, what were He's they? Like stripper pants on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was a so, brand that did that. What was that? Was it Adidas that had the Velcro? Uh, a lot of them had those snap-on oh, sides. So it's always been a joke. Uh, you've seen Terminator 3, right? Yes. Do you remember how Arnold gets his clothes in that? His leather biker clothes? Oh, I don't. It's been so long since I've seen that He gets one. them from a gay strip bar. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was the joke in that one. That's Which right. to me means the Terminator's wearing rip-off Tear off pants the entire film. That's awesome. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that the, the stripper is not going to unbuckle his buckle, undo his zipper, and pull tight fucking leather pants down. He would be on stage for 10 minutes doing yeah. just that. Oh, yeah. He's got rip away leather pants. <laughs> so that means that when Arnold stole those pants, he is wearing tear away fucking stripper pants. That's just saying has nothing to do with this movie other than Hawkman also wears tearaway pants so that he can look cool. But weird that it happened twice. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in my notes here, first of all, um, uh, basically I said this is a Fast and Furious superhero movie. Oh, yeah, the first uh, <laughs> first half or so, yeah. definitely. Um, the bad guy's voice is ridiculous. When he becomes Sabak. It's there are so many Almost cooler enough. ways you could have done that. All you it did was modulate his voice. Literally down. just a voice modulator lowered that's down. So, yeah. That's so cheap. It's so lazy. He, he sounds like he's being interviewed by a fucking true crime exactly. special. Exactly. <laughs> he could have done I mean just Yeah, so I uh I definitely took on Black Adam. Uh, right. Yeah. It, it, it just you know, sounds so bad. Do some I mean, I do I do a little bit of voice work on the side, and it's so easy. To well, change the actor, just a single thing and make your voice here, a completely different person. Here's the funny thing about it. This actor who played him did the exact same character in the Aladdin live action movie where he's this evil guy who becomes a giant evil red genie. <laughs> the same way uh, he did in this, by the way. Yeah, he plays guy who becomes giant. No, I mean, is that all they do with his voice is modulate it down? No, no. He uses his regular voice and he does something with it. You can definitely tell they add a little bit of like gravel to it. But for the most part, it's his regular voice and he can do kind of a scary voice. This movie rips off a million things. Obviously, the Terminator uh, 2 references throughout with the kid and the uh, Black Adam are constant. Um the similarities between Iron Man and this yeah. kind of weird, like taking out the military thing and the, you know, yeah. and the, even like having, oh, oh, here's my new sidekick. He's a black guy that wears a bird costume. It's like there's a lot of weird similarities with Iron Man. Uh, no, but you're you're 100 right, man. That lower the voice automodulator, and that's the voice we get. So fucking lazy. Yeah, could have done so much more with that. Um, <laughs> then. I also have here in my notes, could uh, Henry Cavill leaving change the outlook for Black Adam? Because there's going to be a power vacuum. Because I don't care who you get to replace Superman, I'm probably not going to like him as much. Well, uh, James Gunn had nothing to do with the Superman stuff. Like, uh, as much as people want to try to like act like he personally fired him, that's not how it works. 
No, um, no. Cavill was dicked around uh, by The Rock and The Rock's team, who went over, went over DC's head and said, Warner Brothers, I want to bring Cavill back for this cameo. And they said, well, we can't hire him back on. We're not signing a contract. And he goes, that's fine. We just get him on for this cameo. It, in this movie, will do so well, you'll want to bring him back. Well, the movie failed, and Cavill fired his agent, who used to work for The Rock, by the way, uh, afterwards, because Cavill kind of got a raw deal because of this. And, uh, you know, people want to blame James Gunn, but this was all done well before James Gunn. You know, you, you we see what's in the headlines. This shit happened months ago. Oh, sure. You know? So, like... I feel bad for Cavill, sure, but Cavill also didn't want to do this that much anymore as much as he wanted to move on to the Warhammer project. And he is now headlining the Warhammer project. So I'm proud. I'm happy for him because he That'll loves be, Warhammer. Hell yeah. That'll do what you love. And then the last um, thing I it, got. It should have been Zachary Levi. It shouldn't have been Superman anyway. That should have yeah. been a cameo by Zachary Levi. Yeah. That's Shazam. It is stupid. They're in the same. They didn't do they're, that. The, they're the same basic character well, well here's the problem how do you ever do a movie with those two because if the the rock and contract can't lose a fight that's part of his contract which is the most arrogant bullshit ever how do you have him as a villain for shazam you make the hero lose like what do you do i don't know you you basically do kind of what you did here. The heroes didn't technically lose; they ended up teaming up in the end. And it's gonna get real whatever. old real quick whenever it's be Black a Adam wins every fight, and everything has to end up with an agreement. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it'll be an ex, almost an exact replay of this movie. I have no problem with Dwayne Johnson in films. I enjoy him in a lot of stuff, but I will tell you right now. His arrogance and his ego are a problem, and you can't, he cannot be in a sandbox like this. It's the same reason why you couldn't bring Ed, Ed Norton into the Avengers stuff. Like, you got to have a team player, and this guy is not a team player. And it is yeah. so, so on display in this. A little bit. A little bit. Anyway, what was your last note? I'm uh, sorry. The last thing I had was you, a, you hit on a good topic that I wanted to mention. Sure. So I wanted to. This this was uh this was a question for you, not necessarily okay. about the movie, but just a question for you. Superman does he normally work with Amanda Waller, or was it just for this movie? No, because those two does not like Amanda. I was to say those two seem very fucking different. <laughs> Waller, Waller actually actively. Uh, works with Lex Luthor sometimes. I knew that that Lex Luthor had the hots for because of, it, yeah, of her he, brain. Yeah, he finds her incredibly attractive. There's also a comic where Lex Luthor says, "I'm scared of two exactly two people in this world," and Amanda Waller is one of them. And he doesn't mention who the other one is, but it's amazing that he will. He is so scared of Amanda Waller, he'll admit he's scared of Amanda Waller. Yeah, well, she, I mean. Kudos to the actress. I forget her name. Oh yeah, uh, she's amazing as Amanda Waller. Yeah, and I mean that care the the way people. It's Viola have, Davis, by the way. Viola Davis. That's right. Yeah. Um, the way that her character is written, I fucking hate her. But oh, yeah, that strong emotional response means that that character is written and acted very well. Oh, she does great. She is. I I can't think of anyone else to be Amanda Waller at this point because no. she's doing so well. No. 
But yeah, like, and well, here's the thing. If Amanda Waller would have went to Shazam and been like, hey, here's the thing, kid. I know you're a child and I'll reveal your secret to everybody if you don't do this for me. He would do it. But sure. Superman, she doesn't have any leverage on Superman. Oh, what are you going to do, Superman? What are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to fucking do? <laughs> she, she I mean, in the comics, she often knows he's Clark Kent. So I suppose that would be the, all she has is I want to tell people that you're Clark Kent. But it's like, you know what? When Clark Kent died and Superman died on the day Superman died, and then when Clark Kent came back and was found the day that Superman came back, I, I'm pretty sure people put together who they were. Nope, the glass is full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, Task Force X black site bothers me because it's like a perfect opportunity to like have a few cameos, you know? Not even a big thing. Have, you know, show some cool characters in those in those pods. Show King Shark down there, you know, show anything. And we get just Halcourt. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, I got two more things before we go to break here. Um, example of bad writing, Dr. Fate. We need to find a peaceful way. There's got to be a peaceful way out of this. Also, Dr. Fate, Black Adam, kneel or die. What the fuck? Right. What are you, <laughs> what are you fucking doing? That what was, are you fucking doing? That was a little, uh, little juxtaposition. Juxtap- yeah, I was uh, like, well, there. Did, you even have the same guy writing this character? It right. Uh, let's see. The other thing I wanted to mention this is stupid. Uh, <laughs> let me look. Man, you uh, let's see. <laughs> you hit you hit some of the things kind of funny. I thought it was funny that you hit some of my notes before I got to them. So great job. <laughs> All right. Here's the uh, here's my other problem. This is a dumb one, but this is a a. a a scientific issue, okay. more or less. The crown is said to weigh 25 pounds. Heavy lies the crown. Holy shit. Have you ever hand, one-handed 25 pounds? It's it's pretty fucking heavy, it, man. It's it's hefty. That fucking crown gets tossed around by a child. The yeah. lady's grabbing it in one hand and just no problem. They're all palming 25 I mean, pounds like it's nothing. That's a, that's a full high school book bag is what that is. Yeah, that's that. That's like two and a half gallons of milk. Yeah, yeah. Because what a gallon of milk is uh, eight pounds, right? Something like that. Five, five pounds, let's, eight pounds. Let's do what we do, Jesse. Yeah. How much does a gallon of milk weigh? Uh, I got eight point wow. six pounds. Eight point six. So almost four gallons of milk. that's heavy (laughs) that's so uh, it's three and a half yeah to be exact yeah 24 still two gallons of milk is a lot with one hand yeah and you have three and a half gallons of milk you're tossing around like it's nothing nah puts it in the book bag nothing puts it in that purse nothing just flopping it around everywhere we go not an issue that's what she said like, there's no way. By the way, she hands that crown to him. She extends her arm all the way to hand it to him. No fucking way she could do calisthenics at 25 pounds at that distance. <laughs> no <fuck>. way. <laughs> She's a superhuman. Yeah, swole is the goal, size is the prize, my friend. <laughs> uh, she, it's it, just so ridiculous. But on that, let's go, let's go to a break, Jesse. Hey, you know what? I would love to take a break. Let's go ahead and take a break. Why don't we? And now a word from our sponsor. And now back to our regularly scheduled program. 
Short, sweet, simple, and to the point. I like it. Exactly. The way I like it. Uh, well, obviously, we're back from break, so it's that time of the podcast where we play one of our favorite games, the five degrees of Joe, or four degrees of Joe Morton. I don't know how much longer I can hold this. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. Joe Morton. All right. I believe this this one is my turn. Okay. Um, I have it in two. I actually used one of your movies for this. Oh, Um, I used one of your movies for this. So that works. So I went uh, The Rock to Kurt Russell. In Fast and the Furious 7. Fast and Furious. He's, he's okay. Mr. Nobody. He's Mr. Nobody. Yeah, absolutely. And then I went. I'm very Kurt, familiar with Fast and Furious. No, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went Kurt Russell to Joe in one of my favorites of all time, Executive Decision. Fantastic. Got into. I also got into uh, by tying together one of my childhood favorite movies. Ooh. Don't ask why, but there were two movies I watched a lot because I had an irrational fear of volcanoes. <laughs> so I watched Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones. Ooh, that's a and good I one. watched Dante's Peak with Pierce Brosnan. Oh, that's a good one. Do you remember who the female lead with Pierce Brosnan was in Dante's Peak? Not right off the top of my head. Who was it? Linda Hamilton from oh Terminator my 2. Oh, God, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> so I used Terminator 2, which is one you often use. Very nice. <laughs> I was like, I oh, totally shit. forgot about that. Yeah. And I remember Pierce Brosnan because at the time I knew Pierce Brosnan as James Bond, Dante's Peak, or the guy from Missed Outfire. That was it. Yeah. Those are the only characters I knew him as. Yeah. You, you know, know, Thomas Crown and all that other stuff. If you watch those two movies when you're a kid, there's no wonder you're afraid of fucking volcanoes, though, because oh, yeah, I mean, both I, those uh, movies have like, somebody melting in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a scene in uh, 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 Volcano, not in Dante's Peak, where uh, there's a train that's being melted slowly or a subway, yeah. and the subway worker has a child, and he's like, he can't jump over the lava to get to Tommy Lee Jones. So the guy puts the kid above his head and jumps into the lava and throws the kid. But the uh-huh. guy dies because he melts instantly as he melts into the lava. And I'm like, oh, no. So as a kid, I thought, lava touched you? You're fucking done. Bro. <laughs> it turns out you can walk over lava, even super hot lava. And if you walk fast enough, you'll be all right. Yeah, right. It'll, it'll fuck mean, your shoes up and you might get some burns. But yeah, your for clothes, the most part. Your clothes may catch fire. But yeah. you're not going to fucking melt. <laughs> you're not going to melt immediately into a puddle of man. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. And Dante's Peak, if you remember that movie, a lot of it uh-huh. has to do with ash. Yeah, but the, remember the they go in a boat across a lake that has turned <laughs> yes. to acid? It turned to acid because the sulfur's released into it. Yeah. Oh, I remember really well, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. And then am, who was it, Grandma? Like I said, those movies terrified me yeah. of volcanoes for a was, long time. It was time. Grandma that melted in that one. I think it was a gr- I think there was a few people, but they like they find a bunch of dead birds and fish and stuff. Yeah. Oh boy. Nineties volcano movies. <laughs> Volcanoes, tar pits, and quicksand, man. We were taught those were gonna be a lot more of a problem. Right? I still haven't run into any well, I've I've seen tar pits. I've seen quicksand, and I've seen a volcano. 
but none of them were anywhere near dangerous. <laughs> they weren't as much of a problem as I expected. <laughs> no. When I saw the tar pits, there were something like, I don't know, 200,000 people around me because I was at the La Brea tar pits oh, in yeah. L.A. When I saw the volcano, I was on a tr- I was on a cruise in Hawaii, so I'm pretty sure we were pretty safe. <laughs> and then uh, when I saw uh, quicksand was in South America, where there's like an area where um, the beach actually comes up through natural caves yeah. and washes into like this cave underneath. So all the sand, the sediment sits at the top, but literally about four feet deep is just pure water. So what happens is people will step in there. They don't die. Like no one's ever died from quicksand because it's usually only about four feet deep. Sure. So unless you're very short, you're fine. So basically that sand just has a bunch of water at the bottom of it. And the sand kind of floats on top with how it works. And that's, that's it. Yeah. I, I saw quicksand. I go, yeah, it's quicksand. Watch. And the guy throws a rock and the rock just goes whoop and goes under after a couple seconds. I'm like, Oh, cool. So again, I was told by that guy, yeah, not a threat. You guys can go stand in this. And other than being really hard to get you out of it because the suction, not a threat. It'll pull your shoes off and probably pull your pants down, but not a threat. (laughs) Then I was like, huh. Anyway, that's my irrational fears as a kid. That and I also, for a while, had a little bit of a problem with piranhas, thinking they were going to be a thing. Yeah. Because you remember sense. piranhas in movies, you oh, throw yeah. a, a hunk of meat in there and the bone comes out dry yeah. in like seconds. Yeah. They don't eat that fast. No, they don't. Yeah. They, they barely even hurt you when they bite. And if you push back, they're like, oh, and they get scared very easy. They're a very skittish fish. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Dante's peak. But, hey, it helped me in this instance remembering that film. Sure. <laughs> because Pierce Brosnan and Linda Hamilton were love interests in it. Man, I and, forgot you know, she was the female lead in that. That's awesome. Re- rewatch those movies. Uh, I did this thing in 2020 where I went through a list of very similar movies that were released very close to one another, like Impact and Armageddon, Dante Speak and Volcano, uh, The Huntsman and um, Ever After, like all those movies that are incredibly similar plots. And I watched them back to back to kind of judge which ones I thought were better. And so I had recently just watched Dante speak all that not long ago, less you know, three years ago. So I was like, perfect. <laughs> nice. No, Jesse. So we've had our fun. We've talked about it. Let's uh, let's be the judge here. Should it bomb? But I hope the movie Old fails as good as I hope it does. But that doesn't make any fucking sense, Brandon. Are you you having a stroke? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. No. I. If it wasn't The Rock, I would agree with you. But with The Rock, I feel like this was this was heavily needed. This failure was needed, even though Disney Cruise also failed. I, I wish I, I hate that a character actually like failed. I like a lot of these characters. I hate yeah. that they failed. But if it was going to happen to anybody, I'm happy it happened to the egotistical Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, um, I will say I, I get why it did fail. Uh, however, I will I will say that if you like superhero movies, you like action uh, and, you know, actual story. The first time of this movie is and- a 
really cool, original, fun yeah. movie. It's the second half of this movie that's trash. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's I it's mean, definitely worth it, a watch if you I, haven't seen it. I, I want you to lower any screens that have information on Black Adam right now. Okay, hold on. Uh, that's a All lot. Right. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, I've said it ten times. Can you name the villain? Uh, Sabak. All right, Did I, I get that checking. right. Like, <laughs> yes. Okay, it took me a second because I'm like, I know it ends with a C and starts with an S. <laughs> so I'll tell you what's funny. I kept going, oh, so the villain Sabak, who is a genie character that they do fight, and and he is a villain of Captain Marvel. So it makes sense to transition him over. But it's also the name of the card game that Han Solo plays and wins his fucking uh, Millennium Falcon. <laughs> so right. I kept going, no, it's not Sabak. Sabak's the card game. <laughs> and I realize I'm wrong. That's uh, awesome. Uh, but anyway. That's cool. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree that I wanted it to, pe- I wanted it to do well, just like you. You wanted it to do well. Uh, there's a lot of original concepts at the beginning of this. It's really fun at the beginning of this. I was having a blast. I was actually like enjoying the movie. Yeah. Uh, but that that last half is just very poor, <laughs> and it ruins it for me. And then the behind the scenes stuff really messed it up for me because he's just such a jerk. Oh, I didn't watch it. And it made that. me just kind of yeah. Well. It's almost better because as soon as you realize how how terrible he was to work with, you're like, I don't, I don't root, I'm not rooting for him at all. Hmm. But you know, it's it is what it is. There's going to be actors with egos. He's apparently a really nice guy. He just doesn't want to sully his image as being a champion that always wins. So you know, it's whatever. I mean, he started off as a wrestler, and those guys have to be, you know, larger than life anyway. So I, I guess that yeah. probably kind of set him on a path. Because I, I have, guess. I've I heard the same right. thing. I've heard he's a very, a very nice person, but he is a little bit egotistical. Hard to, hard to work with. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jesse, what are we watching next week? Well, let me find out here. I'll look it up uh, on my little sheet of things. Try to be prepared this time and not have to spend a whole lot of time. Because I know we're trying to streamline everything. Make it all yeah. faster. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. we don't want it to take too long. Yeah, not too long. Yeah, that's not too that's, long. The, that's so. the point, yeah. Yeah, so we, like, cut the music out because that was the, the music was kind of long, so was, we wanted to make sure it yeah, was a lot shorter. Yeah, it was taking time. Yeah. yeah, we don't need it to be, like, double the length of what it should be, like like the Black Adam film. We could have cut it down quite a bit and okay, had it much yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. <laughs> 2004's Around the World in 80 Days. <laughs> I had to add uh, the mouth noises. <laughs> 2000. So this is uh, Jackie Chan, Steve Coogan. It is. Uh, Steve Coogan famously portrays Alan Partridge as a character yeah. I find very funny. Um, this is what I recall about this film. The DVD box art is really busy, and it comes in a white case instead of a black case. Uh huh. And it was very proudly displayed that it was Disney, and I was like, "Oh, I guess uh, this is a Disney film then." <laughs> um, I don't remember much more. I remember that it is very loosely based on the book, and that's about it, the Jules Verne book. Yeah, yeah. I remember, if I remember correctly, it is. Uh the base story 
is uh, pretty close. Some of the characters are, are close, if I remember correctly. But, uh, yeah. Jackie Chan, though. I haven't seen a Jackie Chan movie for a long time. Well, we wouldn't be watching Jackie Chan on here because most of his movies do really well. Yeah. So it is weird seeing a Jackie Chan movie on a failure list. Because if I remember, he does a lot of Jackie Chanisms in this. Oh, yeah. He's jumping around and jumping through windows and up and down ladders and fighting with whatever small object he can pick up. I'm pretty sure this is like, this is a little later in the Jackie Chan era, but he was still pretty active. This was, uh, this was this around after him and Luke Wilson or uh, Owen Wilson doing their thing, right? The Shanghai Nights and Shanghai Noon. Yeah. This would have been after Shanghai Noon? No, 2004. Yeah. Would have been before Shanghai Noon, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's before Shanghai Noon. Yeah. Yeah, so, Shanghai Noon was two thousand was two thousand. Oh, so after so before Shanghai Nights. Yeah, let's see what Shanghai Shanghai Nights was two thousand and three. So this is oh, right so after Shanghai the, Night. Nights. So this is after this is after his uh oh my god, what are the movies with Chris Tucker? Uh uh Rush Hour. Rush Hour. So after the Rush Hour movies, after the Shanghai movies. So this uh, is see, like prime American movie Jackie Chan. This yeah, this isn't was, just like Chinese releases that have been dubbed. This is between Rush Hour 2 for 2001 and Rush Hour 3 at 2007. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is this is like top tier Jackie Chan. Hell yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm excited to see it. Uh speaking of excited to see, let's do a little subject that I enjoy called uh what are you watching? Do I know they're bad? Yes, I know they're bad. Do I accept Sorry. that they're bad? Yes, I accept that they're bad. 1999's The Astronaut's Wife. All right. Uh, we were taking turns on this uh, also, and that means that it is my so you, turn. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't have a whole heck of a lot because um, I don't get a lot of time to watch movies, so i got to crunch these stink burgers in wherever I can. However, I <laughs> did start re-watching Family Guy from the beginning because wow. why not? Uh, so from that's, the beginning of it's good. Yeah, so that's the TV I've been watching. Um, after, other than that... Uh, games are my thing. Um, I've been playing um, the game The Long Dark uh, as a single-player survival game, um, uh. surviving in the cold, uh, like, Arctic. Uh, it's very very good after, like, a, geo, a geostorm-type situation that knocks out all the power, and um, you have to scavenge and survive, and, you know, it's it's really a, f- a fun game, and it's a really so great... So it's a scavenge survivor, not like a... A monster survival. Correct. Uh, you have to fight. You have to worry uh, about um, like wolves and bears and stuff like that. But it's a wilderness-based uh, game, uh, and you know you okay. light a flare and you can scare the wolves away and stuff like that. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it's it's really good, and the art style is just enough like cartoony uh, and brightly colored that it, it really is a very pretty game too. Um, the and then, long night, you said. The long dark. Long dark. I'm sorry. Long dark. Um, and then the uh, other game I've been playing is one of my favorite first-person kind of goofy arcadey games. It's uh, Journey to the Savage Planet. Very, very brightly colored, very funny, um, kind of a Portal-esque, sarcastic, uh, satiristic kind of humor to it. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. 
So that one's that one's that a lot is, of fun. That is brightly colored. Holy, yeah, yeah. Journey to the Savage Planet is in your face, but it's it's a very good game. Uh, it it's a good platformer. It's like a first person platformer almost. When you <laughs> when I think the about aliens it. are wild. Yes, they are. They're they're really cool. <laughs> These things with giant eyes, like they scream. Heck yeah. <laughs> Huh. And then I've Never still I've still been reading uh, the John Dies in the End series. I've gotten to the second uh, book. Uh, this book is full of spiders. Seriously, dude, don't even touch it. Nice. So um, I'm about three quarters of the way through that, and then I'll kick into what the hell did I just read? I'm trying to make my way to his nice. newest book. Nice. <laughs> I, I don't want to start with the newest book. I want to recap everything and all the way leading up to it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, I am watching. Uh, I mean, we're all watching Last of Us, and uh, the last episode was just a beautiful love story. And I gotta say, like, there's gonna be a lot of people out there that are very negative about it and don't like it. I won't ruin anything for people that haven't seen it, but it is really well done. And people were like, "It's a filler episode because it doesn't further the plot." And it's like in a in a world like this. What they're doing is showing what good can come out of it because they're setting us up to see what bad can come out of it. And, like, it, it's it's one of those tone setters of, like, this can bring out the best in people, but it can also bring out the worst. And we've seen the best be brought out in some people, so we're going to see the worst coming up. So I think the episode was absolutely necessary. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've also started watching the show Shrinking. It's uh, on Apple+. Plus or Apple TV, it is a, it's Jason Siegel from like the Muppets and How I Met Your Mother. Uh, he is a shrink who is just getting fed up with repeating the same shit to these people every day. So he's starting to take a hands-on approach with their problems. And it's like kind of, he's dealing with his own very serious problem. Um, and it's like the side characters are very fun uh, Harrison Ford plays his boss, and he's a blast in it. He's plays a cranky old man because it's Harrison Ford. Oh, of course. Uh, but I'm also rewatching an older comedy that I think you will absolutely love, Jesse. And it's called Danger Five. I have and seen like trailer type things of this clips. Yeah. And yes, so I want to watch this so bad. It's it, it Plex. Uh, for free, so you can watch the whole thing on Plex. Really? Uh, yep. Yeah, awesome. That's one of the weird things Plex got. Uh, it basically is like kind of a, a parody of those old 60s and 70s um, like crime team. You know, it's like one guy's a master of disguise, one guy's a karate expert, but this is the Allied Forces. So there's an Australian woman who is like intelligent, highly intelligent. There's a, a British man who is a good fighter, but he's kind of off center. There's a American who is like a cowboy type. And then there's a Russian woman who is like really crass. And like, clearly they're kind of joking with the fact that Russia uh, <clears throat> wasn't exactly good guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, the Russians are always on top and then there's a French guy who has the dumbest gimmick ever. He's a bartender. Uh, and when we meet him, he tells us that 
when he was in the military, uh, his best friend died in his arms. Before he died, he gave him the instructions to make this delicious drink. And then every episode, every person he gets close to dies. And before they die, they, as their last words, gives him <laughs> ingredients to a drink. It is fucking hilarious. Because there's a, and just to kind of show how wild it gets, Hitler's the villain in it. There's a whole episode where Hitler infiltrates high, American high schools. It's really funny. <laughs> like, Johnny Hitler is the coolest. Oh. And then, uh, there's an episode where randomly a cartoon dog shows up as one of the members of the team. <laughs> and it's just, That's it's awesome. one of those shows that you have to watch. It's Australian. So the humor is a little weird, but you have to watch it to get it. Um, I'm playing an old game that got remastered for the switch live a live or live alive. I don't know actually how it's supposed to be said, but it's like eight interconnect or eight little mini games, eight mini stories, like kind of classic RPG style that kind of tie together in the very end. So that's pretty fun. Uh, just kind of play like an older game that I couldn't afford back in the day. Cause it was like a import only kind of situation. Sure. Um, haven't seen any new movies other than what we've watched for this, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> but my music recommendation this time around is a kind of an oldie, but I like to kind of recommend weird things. So if you like funk music, like just like straight up a lot of guitar riffs and a, like a brass section. You know, if you like that kind of funk, I highly suggest the band Here Come the Mummies. So it's like six to ten guys that dress like mummies and go on stage and they perform music. And all their music is like innuendos. Oh, I've seen this. I've seen these guys before. As a perfect introduction to Here Come the Mummies, listen to Here Comes the Wiener Man. <laughs> and it's about a guy, it's about a hot dog vendor. But the it is just you'll you will sing Here Comes the Wiener Man forever <laughs> after listening to it. That's awesome. So yeah, I absolutely suggest people get a hold of that. Uh but yeah, that's my suggestions. Uh you wanna talk about the website a little bit? Uh, yeah, if you guys want to go to uh, boxofficebombsquad.com, that's where you can find our contact cards. We're going to try and keep those updated so we don't have to ramble off a bunch of social networks that may or may not exist by the time you end up listening to this. Um, so just go there. <laughs> that's instead. very true. Um, yeah, I mean, because at the beginning of this, yeah, we were talking about Twitter because Twitter was incredibly relevant, and now... I almost refuse. Yeah. I almost refused to use it because they blocked all the third-party apps, and I hate the Twitter app. So, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Well, uh, who knows? Maybe there. Mr. Beast will, you know, invest his money into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just get anyone but Elon to run it. I think, and we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, truly, is what it comes down to. I say, bring back Tom from MySpace. Hey, Tom never did us wrong, man. Tom, no, Tom, Tom made $585 billion or whatever from the sale of MySpace. He's doing just fine. Yeah. So, anyway. and you know, you can also go to anchor.fm, read the show notes, uh, leave us a voicemail message, and maybe I'll listen to it while I'm trying to kill time before I tell you what the next movie is going to be. Uh, oh, yeah. And then also leave us money at the bottom. Yeah, leave us money. That's the real takeaway. Us, from all give us money. From all eighty six episodes, 
uh, of this podcast that we've done so far. The real takeaway is you should just give us money. When we get to episode 100, we got to do something big. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know what, but we got to do something. It's quickly approaching, so we better figure out what soon. Yeah, I better figure it out quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Next week, Around the World in 80 Days. What the fuck are her powers? Do you want laser raptors? Because that's how you get laser raptors. I hate you know so much. <laughs> you said you wouldn't hurt the prisoners. That was sarcasm. You know, technically it was just a lie. <laughs>